What's up, Cal family? I added some music because someone asked for me to add some music, so it's not so boring just starting with my voice. But that said, this is a special emergency, what would you call it, pod? I don't know. It's halftime of the Cal-Stanford game. This podcast is not about the game. I will save that, obviously, for when the game is done, but it probably won't come out for a few days. But I'm watching this game here now. And if you're watching it on TV like I am, I'm wondering if you're noticing what I'm noticing. You know, I watch these games quite a bit, and you've heard me comment on how the announcers talk about our games. Sometimes I like them, sometimes I dislike them. Or I never really said I dislike somebody, but I, I say what I like about them usually. I think Don McLean is like, he sees the game how I see it. I think Montgomery's like a coach. Ben Brown's just kind of saying what he sees. Casey Jacobson. Holy moly. It's subtle. But it's just there enough to make me realize just today that I hate Stanford. That's right. Title this the I Hate Stanford podcast. I don't know. You know, when you, I, I, I played basketball a long time. And you play for so many teams, and especially when you're a pro. There's guys who played at every school and every JUCO and all this stuff. And it's, you start to realize that the, the rivalries, especially the ones in college, are, you know, they're fictitious. If I choose to go to the University of Texas, the only thing that makes me dislike the University of Oklahoma is because a bunch of people say it should be a thing. But Cal Stanford's different, and this, this broadcast is reminding me of that. The last few weeks, months of getting to know you guys has reminded me of that. Now, I do not hesitate to say for one second that Stanford has a better, stronger alumni network than we do. And if you don't think that's true, you're lying to yourself. But look at this team on the floor. Listen to Casey Jacobson. You know, I went to Torrey Pines High School in San Diego. Consider it the Stanford of San Diego, or the SC more, is probably more like it, but kids go to both schools equally almost. The socioeconomic diversity of Stanford is like akin to that of Del Mar, California. And you know, I said socioeconomic because it's not just racial, but look at the team. Stanford has the most consistent looking team in college basketball history. Every year there's a like a Two white guards who are really good, and a, and a Matt Harry-ass slash insert seven-foot white guy here who's very good. But I hate Stanford. <laughs> I do. Casey Jacobson is spending this whole time, this whole game, highlighting, like, flaws in our team and, and good things about Stanford. Anyone picked up on that? There's a reason I brought up the socioeconomic thing, because it's like this weird, as much life as I've lived in as many places as I've been, that person, that like achiever who was destined to be whatever that is, I don't know, man, they tend to suck. <laughs> they just do. They tend to do things like what Casey's doing, like finding ways to highlight 
slightly. I'm better than you. I don't like that. When we were in the pack, when I was in the pack uh, 10, geez, RIP, all the packs. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many of you guys are aware of this, but Stanford would basically pack out, like, no pun intended, the uh, all academic team. I don't know how many spots there were. Let's call it six or seven or eight. Let's call it eight. There'd be like one Cal guy, usually like in my days, Alex Pribble or something. There'd be like insert random guy here, like some dude from UCLA, I don't know. And then every other player would be a Stanford player. Every one. And I spent years like being like, damn, are they just actually that much better than us? Like, are they better people than us? I'm 18, I'm 19, I'm, I'm at Cal, I'm broke, I'm hungry, I came from literally nothing. Yes, I went to Torrey Pines, but man alive, I came from nothing. I can't get a good, good grades. These guys, happy, healthy, smiling, all on the all-academic team. It made me feel less than, until and this wasn't until after I graduated, I found out that they had ad drop up until the last day. You might have even been able to, to drop a class after the final. Meanwhile, I got two weeks. I'm on the road, we're in Oregon. I'm in a class where the teacher doesn't speak great English. I come back and I'm out of luck. And it sounds like a small thing, but it's a huge thing. Because if you can drop a class at the last minute, what matters? You just need to get a certain amount of credits done per year. Summer classes are way easier. I can make that up in no time. I would have had a 3.5 just from that rule alone. And there's some, you know, there's one side of it that can say like, hey, Cal, you know, we have a very harsh academic environment, especially with all the, the curve grading system and all that. It makes it super competitive. But there's another side of it where, and this is what I think connects us, we don't hang that sh sh stuff over anybody's head. I almost cursed. <laughs> I don't know who's listening. We don't hang that over people's heads. Stanford, when you're in, hey, you're for your family, but if you're out, you're not as good a person or something. There's some feeling I get every time I watch Stanford play, every time I played there, every time Tiger Woods was on the sideline watching our games, it was like, and we didn't have any of that. And I don't mean we didn't have celebrities and stuff. I mean, I'm sure Jason Kitty came to a couple games, all that, but that's not Tiger Woods. That's not even Palo Alto. Palo Alto exists, its whole like existence. Like, again, I'm not good with the geography because I didn't grow up in the area. Let's call it Mountain View, Palo Alto, like everywhere around Stanford. The rich part for the people who know what I'm talking about. They, they, they zoned that place so backwards that someone who doesn't look like a Stanford basketball player will never even be able to afford rent there. Now, I'm not saying Berkeley's crazy better, but at least it's cut up. <laughs> Jeez. And you feel, I feel that difference watching this game. I feel that difference listening to Casey Jacobson subtly make remarks. Jalen Tyson, you know he's going to go right. We looked it up. 73% of the time he goes right. Bro, this is the leading scorer in the Pac-10. I, I, I can tell you guys this for a fact, because I know because I stopped myself. I was doing a video breakdown a, a few weeks ago, and I was going to mention, like, 
that uh, Tyson goes right a lot. And I didn't, and I can do it now that J Casey Jacobson just said it like 10 times in the first half. But I didn't because I'm like, just in case, I don't want to give another team any sort of ammunition. That's like technical stuff that a player can't fix short term. So why is he highlighting it so often, right? Is he saying, like, Stanford needs to stay on his right hand? Because he's only saying it after he scores going right, but he's going to. He's a leading scorer in the Pac-12. Or is it just a – there was a play where, I forget, the Stanford point guard or something, he made a, uh, a layup or a three. I don't know. He scored. And Casey Jacobson goes, there's a lot of NBA scouts in attendance here tonight to see that young man. And before he could, like, finish the word man – Jalen Tyson pushed coast to coast, jumped through three people, and threw up a, a such a difficult layup and made it. And Casey just stopped talking. <laughs> and then I went to like a timeout or something, or I don't know, he just stopped talking. And I was like, bruh, that's weird. Because you're a Stanford guy. You, you're all academic. You know the difference, don't you, Casey Jakes? <laughs> don't you? I'm just a broke cow guy, and I know the difference Basketball difference enough on when to call one of those things out and when to call the other. And maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Because at the end of the day, it's live TV. I've been, man, when I was in college, uh, we played Oregon. We could call it my breakout game. I had like eight points and eight rebounds and four blocks or something like that. Maybe six blocks. I was blocking a lot of shots. But I was missing jumpers. And then like I made the go-ahead jumper towards the end of the game. And uh, Marcus Johnson was like, when I was missing, he's like, Benson, he's supposed to work in the mansion, not be the governor. And then when I made that shot, the play-by-play -play guy was like, Benson, and, and Johnson goes, of all people. And I never forgot that because it, it was funny, but it was like, damn, that's kind of weird. But I could see how that can happen just trying to be funny in a game. I can forgive that. It doesn't, like, tick my box at all. This, the NBA is here to see Stanford. Cal is just here, da-da-da-da, like, what is Dawes doing? Like, oh, they made two passes, look how easy this was. Like, that's not even commentary. That's just BS. And it's the kind of Stanford BS that, to me, can go just hidden enough to where you can zone a whole race out of a city. Or, like, nine races. I mean, not even a race. Anyone who doesn't make a certain amount of money, anyone you don't want to see, anybody that you think is beneath you. And I guess I feel that from him right now. I feel that Stanfordness. So I'm with you guys. I don't know if that's how we got here to hating Stanford or if they were just the school down the street, but they're not like us. Knowing a lot of rivalries, there's not a lot with that big a difference in what a school operates as, how it, how it functions, and where it's located within the same area. These are vastly different things. So I don't know, I'm gonna say it one more time. I don't like Stanford. I hate Stanford. This whole thing might have been irrational, but I hope you at least have fun with it because I'm on your team. <laughs> Go Bears, I'm about to start the second half. I'll let you.